0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today.
1: When you're really just trying to connect with people and Mm -hmm. equip them and share with them and you share Jesus's love, then it changes everything. It's not platform anymore, you know, or selling your book or getting people to listen to your podcast or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's more of a joy, isn't it?
0: But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout-out to go for ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events, Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting, Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christina.pereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name, and you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. She is a spiritual director, writer, speaker, and retreat leader. And she is coming to me all the way from the UK. I have with me here today, Amy Boucher. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Christina. I love being here. It's so wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for being here with me today. Today is so rainy here in Virginia. But it is so beautiful where you are. So I'm so excited. I could enjoy a little bit of your sunshine today. Thank you.
1: Yes, that's the real switch, isn't it? Because London, you know, has this reputation for being rain, 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 rain. But we're in a bit of a drought. I think not as bad Mm -hmm. as parts of the States right now. So, yeah, I'm enjoying the sunshine. And I'm sure you probably
0: need the rain. (laughs) We do. We desperately do. As my husband would say, he hates to run the sprinklers too much. But yes, we desperately do. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with me. I've told our listeners a good bit about you. Can you share with them maybe something personal just to help get to know you? Sure. I'm married to an
1: Englishman, and he's a minister in the Church of England, which means he's a vicar. And we have two kids who are 19 and 16. And I love body combat
0: classes. Wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I've never had anybody share that before. Tell me more. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's just a class. It's a group
1: exercise class. I really love group exercise classes. And yeah, it's where you just punch and you kick but you punch and kick the air. So you're not kicking and punching the, you know, people around you.
0: That's good. So,
1: yeah, I do tend (laughs) to get a little territorial about my space. And I've had conversations with God about that. And I had to relinquish my space for a couple of months because I was, you know, how do you love your
0: neighbor? You don't get territorial about your space. Even if it's in a combat class. I mean, honestly, I would think that would be to their best interest that you might be a little territorial about your space you know <laughs>
1: yeah oh it is good fun i do recommend it if people are interested
0: that's really Find cool. a
1: local one yeah
0: i love that i love that so much that's really cool thank you for sharing that so since this is revealing jesus i have to ask you how you met our beautiful savior jesus
1: yes well i am very privileged that i have known him my whole life and I was raised by believing Christians. And when I was, I think, three, I went to the neighbor's vacation Bible school. And I remember being at the wonderful Baptist church there in Minnesota and accepting Jesus into my heart very specifically. But my faith really, really grew in my 20s when I went through some hard times. Mm -hmm. And I just got to know God so much better through his words when you know, it was like, take and eat this God's word. And I did that and it came alive and God came alive through his spirit. So, yeah, I feel such a privilege and is such a joy to have known God my whole life. It really is a gift that I don't take for granted.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that so much. You know, it really is a privilege and honor. And I tell myself this often if I don't realize the dreams and things that God's put in my heart in this life, I've already won. I've already won. Yes. You know, and it just takes all of the pressure off because when we know Jesus and he becomes our source and we find our satisfaction in knowing him, everything else is just icing on the cake. It's okay. Definitely. Yeah. And You know, God
1: says, look at the mustard seed, and he can take what to us seem like small efforts or big efforts, Mm -hmm. and we might not see, you know, the manifestation or the growth or the results that we would determine, but God can bring them about in different ways. And, you know, it's enough if we've reached one person, isn't it? It really is
0: enough. It really is. And, you know, I say this on the podcast a lot. I talk to my 12, and I always look if I've got at least 12 listeners out there.
1: Okay, Um,
0: I've got more than that, but I talked to my 12, you know, and I think just keeping our eyes on making true disciples and raising up strong, healthy, bold individuals equipped with the gospel and the knowledge of who Jesus really is, I think is the most powerful thing we can do. Because we're not going to realize the effects of everything we've done until eternity.
1: Amen. Yes.
0: Amen, sister. Totally. I
1: totally (laughs) agree.
0: <laughs> Isn't it great? And it just takes all the it pressure does. off. Oh, it okay. does. Yes,
1: because you know you have to worry about platform and blah blah blah. But when you're really just trying to connect with people and mm-hmm. equip them and share with them and you share Jesus's love, then it changes everything. in the, It's not platform anymore. You yeah. know, or selling your book or getting people to listen to your podcast or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. it's more of a joy isn't it
0: it is and you know the thing is is that we're fulfilling the task which we've been created for in that we find our joy yes. and so i love having wonderful people on like you and talking about wonderful books and things like that and bringing jesus out of it and letting people see who he really is because i think it's so needed yes so needed yes. yeah That's great. Speaking of wonderful books, your book Transforming Love, How Friendship with Jesus Changes Us. I love, I love friendship with Jesus. He's a friend like no other, isn't he?
1: Amen. Yes, he really is. And that's why I wrote the book. It's a fresh look at Martha and Mary and Lazarus. Let's not forget Lazarus. I think sometimes he gets a bit sidelined. But Mm -hmm. we look at the three gospel stories that they appear in. In depth in the book, the Luke 10 story, which is very, very familiar, I think, especially to a lot of Christian women. If they've been told, you know, asked, Are you a Martha? Are you a Mary? when Martha's in the Mm -hmm. kitchen working and Mary's sitting at Jesus's feet. And then we go to John 11, when Lazarus dies and Jesus delays, and Mary and Martha both say the same thing Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mm -hmm. And he does die then mm-hmm. Jesus brings him back from the dead. And then we go to John 12, which is the celebratory party where Mary cracks open a pint of mm-hmm. pure nard and anoints Jesus for his death and burial. Mm-hmm. So amazing stories. And as we look in depth on those stories, we see how their intimate relationship with Jesus, their friendship with Jesus changes them. And therefore, how friendship with Jesus changes us.
0: I love that so much. Those are some of my favorite stories, especially the one with Mary anointing Jesus. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I'm absolutely one of those. (laughs) Okay. Even on my website, I have come discover the extravagant love of God.
1: All right. Yeah. I have
0: to take a closer look. I missed that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, oh man, it's such a wonderful story and a wonderful moment. Let's talk about first the story of Mary and Martha. I thought you brought a really fresh perspective to it when I was reading it. You started talking about a false Mary and a false Martha, I guess, putting each of us into these places, but not really realizing that we can sit at his feet and then get what we need at his feet and take it and do. And that's really, really what Jesus is trying to get at in this parable is you do the good thing or the thing that one is thing most needed. needed, one thing yeah. needed. Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think Mary and Martha have been turned into these types, unfortunately. And I'm kind of on a one woman campaign to maybe, I don't know, rectify that or speak into that because there can be, you know, false Marys and false Marthas where we miss the whole person. And so this character type of what would be a false Mary? A false Mary would be somebody who's, I don't know if this is just a British saying, but too holy for any earthly goods.
0: Hmm. So
1: far too holy that you're not actually grounded in reality. And I share the story of one of my prayer partners, Allie, who obviously gave me permission, but she's an amazing intercessor. But early on in her Christian life, she was not really engaged with the local community, the local church. She would pray and pray and pray, and she would put a chair out for Jesus and sit at his feet. And she said, you know, I'm sure God delighted in all those prayers, but he called me to so much more. And so now she's an intercessor for, you know, a whole handful of Christians. And She's out there. She has some health issues, so she's not out there, but she's out there in the sense of she's praying and she's on intercessory teams. And so God has really broadened out herself, you know, Allie herself and her reach. So she's not just sitting at his feet and not doing anything. It's not contemplation without action. So that's kind of the false Mary. The false Mm -hmm. Martha is one that you know, you could maybe look at me in my bed stages because I am a real doer. I love and achieve. I'm a three on the Enneagram, if you like the Enneagram. So it's a do, do, do and projects and this and that. And so if I'm like a false Martha, I'm only about the doing. And I'm only mm-hmm. about, you know, what have I done? What have I achieved? What books have I written? What devotionals are in my writing? What am I putting out there in social media? Blah, blah, blah. And I can become brittle and controlling and feel overseen if people don't value what I'm doing. And I can be doing all this stuff that's no good because I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus. So Mm. that's kind of a little little look into false Marys and false Marthas.
0: Mm, That's so good. And, you know, it's wonderful when we can sit at his feet and then hear what he's asking us to do. And then get up and go do it. Amen.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's really what we're after, isn't it? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think many of us have this desire kind of in our flesh to serve Jesus. But sometimes we have these ideas of ways that we think he should be served when really what he is is wanting to do is to serve us when we're sitting at his feet. So that we can then go and serve others because he knows that we are weak and empty and spiritually bankrupt without him. And when we acknowledge that and we come to him hungry and thirsty in complete dependence upon him, he delights in that. And I just want to encourage you out there, if you ever come to him and say, Lord, here I am. He is never going to turn you away. He is always going to be there and always fill you, always give to you, because it's in his nature to give. That's who he is.
1: Yes, you have put it so beautifully. I love your tender, deep observations. You know, how can Jesus serve you today? Mm -hmm. So for somebody listening, what are different ways that you can be served by Jesus? I mean, that's just mind boggling, isn't it? That Jesus would serve us. but
0: Oh yes, my God! When he's
1: inviting us too. Thank you for that.
0: Jesus longs to encounter you and transform your life. If you're feeling the lack of God's presence or believing for breakthroughs, you are invited to partake of the Holy Communion. I've got a great resource for you, The Lord's Supper, Our Promised Place of Intimacy and Transformation with Jesus, written by theologian Jonathan Black, invites you to partake in Christ's feast in his new book. With warmth and depth, Jonathan explores how Jesus' invitation to participate in communion is a call to partake in his promises of presence, healing, forgiveness, glory, victory, and intimacy. Christ's table is still a powerful, life-changing place of transformation. And just for being a Revealing Jesus listener, you get 40% off and free shipping with promo code Revealing Jesus at familyownedbakerbookhouse.com. So pick up a copy today and experience the Lord Jesus' presence in a new way. Just head to the link in the show notes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's really, that's the life that he's created for us. And he wants to be there with us and for us. Let's talk about the story of Lazarus. You put this really good in your book. You put this really well, the loved back to life. Let's talk about that.
1: Sure.
0: i not just like him, loving us all yes. back to life. Hallelujah. Yeah.
1: He does that with many resurrections with us, doesn't he? Because he he won't probably raise any of us from the dead. But that story, I learned so much researching this book. And particularly with that story, something that's really interesting is the timing. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus, Mary and Martha say to Jesus, you know, the one you love is sick, is not well. Mm -hmm. And. Jesus probably gets that message. They probably send that message when the day that Lazarus dies. Mm -hmm. And he was only, you know, he wasn't far. He could have immediately come to them. But he waits four days. And something that I learned was at the time there was this belief that the soul kind of hovered over the body, waiting to re-enter it. Mm -hmm. But when decomposition really set in, after three days, then the soul would leave the body. Now, this miracle totally sets Jesus on the road to the cross. It's the last straw for the religious leaders. It's the final shebang. So, Jesus knows that going to Judea, going to Bethany, he's going to be setting in motion his road to the cross and dying for us on that cross. So, He delays so that everybody knows this is a miracle and that he is the resurrection and the life, which is exactly, you know, it's the seventh I am statement that he says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he goes and acts that out in an embodied parable by raising Lazarus back to life. He loves him back to life just as he loves us back to life, whatever tomb that we find ourselves buried in.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I love what you said, an embodied parable. Wow, mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Yeah, I, I like you. that.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. You know, I think it's so beautiful. I know that he waited so that exactly what you said, that people would know that truly that he is the resurrection and that it wasn't simply that he was sleeping, that Lazarus was sleeping. Yes. But I can't imagine the pain. That Mary and Martha, when they came and they met him and they said, you know, if he would have been here, he wouldn't have died.
1: Yes. And, you know, I learned so much more in the research with that too, because it turns out that Martha says it and, you know, Martha's our can-do woman, and she just kind of states it to him almost in a matter-of-fact way, like, you know, Jesus, if you'd been here, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And then Jesus and Martha have this conversation. Where he's, you know, what do you believe? And she thinks that he's basically a miracle worker on God's behalf. Mm. And then he enlarges her understanding of who he is by saying, I'm the resurrection and the life. And then she goes back to Mary and gets Mary. So there's no sibling rivalry there, like we saw in Luke's gospel. She goes and gets Mary, and Mary goes with the Jews who were mourning with her, who may have actually been opposed to jesus and mary falls at jesus's feet in every single story that we see mary she's at the feet of jesus (laughs) but her weeping so the only words we have for mary are lord if you'd been here my brother wouldn't have died but they're accompanied by this outpouring of grief which bible commentators say is this deep weeping without hope Mm -hmm. it's like you know she's lost hope And what does Jesus do? He doesn't have a conversation with her. He weeps with her. Yeah. So, I mean, is that not the most wonderful? Well, it's not the most wonderful thing. Jesus died on the cross is probably the most wonderful thing. But it's so amazing that if we feel like we've lost all hope, we can ask Jesus and we can pour out our grief and our disbelief and our feelings of betrayal or whatever it is. And he might just come and weep with us. Mm -hmm.
0: I firmly believe that he is touched by all of the things that we experience here on the earth as believers. You know, he makes that abundantly clear, even on the Emmaus Road with the Apostle Paul. Do you remember when the Apostle Paul was persecuting Christians? He says, why do you persecute me? Yes. Yeah. So I truly believe that and we see that interesting both examples of friendship with Jesus in the way that Martha approached Jesus saying she was like lord she spoke so freely with him yeah, yeah. she said where were you where yeah. were you and i
1: don't know i love that about her
0: and he firmly answers her and then of course we see Mary at his feet just weeping and he weeps with her so no matter how we come to him he meets us where we are And both are beautiful examples of friendship because the true friends can be real and honest with one another, you know? Yes. Yes. You've
1: stated it so well. And that's really what I try to bring out in the book. And so I end each chapter with two different prior exercises as well so that it's not just reading and learning and keeping things at a head level. But hopefully people will be able, as they read, to take the space, to take the time and to do some of these prayer exercises or other ones that they would spur you on to do, as it were, so that we can encounter God with our hearts and receive from him.
0: Mm, Yes, I love that you did that. You're welcome. She goes through and gives exercises that we can go and meet him in these places. I absolutely love that. Let's talk about the John 12 story. Let's talk sure. about Mary anointing Jesus for his burial. What did you discover yes. in your research from that?
1: Well, Martha only has two little words in that story, Martha serve. But even in that, she's being countercultural. And that's something else that I bring out in all three of the stories. And so Martha, as a woman, may have been hosting, even though it was at Simon's house. And this is a different Simon than the other sinful woman, because that's Simon the leper, and this is Simon the Pharisee. So probably about a year before this event, a quote-unquote sinful woman anointed the feet of Jesus. And so this one is Mary anointing the feet of Jesus, Mary from Bethany, Mm -hmm. as John says. So Martha served, and it would have been countercultural in that day for a woman to serve a man, because it normally would be a male servant serving. So I like to think that You know, Martha's just so happy that she's got her brother back and she's joyful and she's doing what she loves. She loves to serve. So she's there doing that, but she's honoring Jesus with her service. And Mary, Mary does what is remembered all these centuries later. She gives basically her dowry. It would be, you know, the equivalent of maybe 50 grand today of this pure nard, which would smell like gladiola. And It'd be this really thick oil, this thick ointment that she would have to break open so there'd be no going back. And out of her extravagant love, out of her extravagant giving, she breaks it open and anoints his feet. And so she anoints him basically as king. He's already king. But Mm -hmm. she acknowledges through this anointing that he is the king. And. So a woman does this. I mean, how countercultural is that in that day? A woman knew, and maybe it was because she had sat at his feet and learned from him and listened to him, that she knew that he was going to die. Mm -hmm. And she was anointing him for his death and burial ahead of time. So it's this gorgeous outpouring of love that she gives to her dear friend. And she's not clinging, is she? She's not holding him saying, you can't die. You can't die. We can't lose you. She's Mm -hmm. blessing what's going to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she knows he must. He must. And I love that so much. You know, he is, you know, the God of abundance. And when we pour out abundant worship and abundant affection, abundant love on him, We're just simply recognizing who he is and pouring back what he's already poured on us. Yes,
1: yes. That is a wonderful link for today because he is the king and and he loves to hear that, doesn't he? He loves to Mm -hmm. hear us say, you are the king. You are the king of kings and you are my king Mm -hmm. and I honor you and worship you.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I believe it's always corporate, but it always must become personal. Yes. You know? Yes,
1: definitely. I Good love times.
0: that. I love that so much. Well, is there anything burning on your heart you'd like to say directly to our listeners today?
1: Just that, you know, this really does long to be your friend. And I always think of that wonderful parable of the prodigal son about how the father just runs towards us with his arms outstretched. And it just takes us to move Even the tiniest bit toward God, and God will just run toward you and embrace you wherever you're at, whether you've been a Christian your whole life or whether you're just longings are stirring within you. So it's an invitation, it's a welcome to receive from Jesus, to receive from God the Holy Spirit.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that so much. He's always right there waiting for us, no matter where we are. Yes. Arms open wide. That's so beautiful, right. what a wonderful friend he is,
1: Amen,
0: He is what a friend we have in Jesus, huh? We can I'm all break
1: singing. into song that old-fashioned hymn that <laughs> I love, which I love. I will spare you my singing though,
0: <laughs> you know what my daughter told me the other day. she thought I was a singer, and she was like, "Mommy, I think some people gave you a thumbs down because of your singing. I said, "Well, baby, I'm oh. not a singer." <laughs>
1: Oh, you seem to have a beautiful speaking voice. And what do daughters know? How old is your daughter? She's eight. She's eight. Okay. <laughs> Mine is 16, so she might know a little bit more. You know, teenagers know. She actually does know quite a
0: bit. And I yeah. love learning from my kids, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's just something so funny about <laughs> it because they can be so sure. You're Yes. Like, okay, baby. Yeah. That's talking a few years. But, yeah. But- yeah. So good. Will you pray for our listeners today before you go? Yes, definitely.
1: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for your love in our life. I thank you that you pour out yourself for us each and every day, and you love to receive when we pour out our love on you. So I just ask, Lord, that you would enlarge our vision, our understanding of you, so that we can love those whom we meet even more as we share your love and your grace. Encourage us, equip us, and help us to receive and hold on to your loving grace and presence. We pray in the amazing name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. I know it's going to encourage so many. And thank you for all of these Wonderful insight into these beautiful biblical people. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Christina. Thank you so much for having me on. And I really pray that you'll be blessed and all the people listening will have an encounter with Jesus.
0: Yes, Yes. me as well. Yep. Yep. So good. Okay. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com. Under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira, there you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Amy Boucher-Pai. And don't forget to pick up a copy of her new book, Transforming Love, How Friendship with Jesus Changes Us. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to one 815 7778 That's one 833 815 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.